This Tuesday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gird your loins, and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you. He will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch, and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. The Gospel of the Lord. When as Christians we forget to render to God what is God's and to give Him what belongs to Him, everything is impoverished. It's given less importance. It becomes worldly and it becomes mundane. Too mundane. Our faith teaches us that Christ came to this world to turn humanity into something bigger and more humane. From His divinity, He teaches us to live the way He did. There's a phrase I like that has always helped me. He got used to living like us for us to get used to living like Him. How wonderful it is to think like that. How wonderful to think that we are made for even greater things. That's why when we become worldly, in other words, when we render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but without rendering to God what is God's, among other things, this means not raising our hearts to eternal things to God's call to each of us to become saints and to be more than we think we are or can be. Becoming worldly means not raising our hearts to love in the way that God loves us and failing to discover that the meaning of our lives lies only in Him. Even the church runs the risk of becoming worldly. You and I can fall into what's called spiritual worldliness. Pope Francis said, God save us from a worldly church with superficial spiritual and pastoral trappings. This stifling worldliness can only be healed by breathing in the pure air of the Holy Spirit, who frees us from the self-centeredness that's cloaked in an outward religiosity bereft of God. Let us not allow ourselves to be robbed of the gospel. We need to find lay Christians, consecrated people, and priests who fully understand the risk of spiritual worldliness and don't feel tempted to adapt easily to the worldly standards to evangelize and to solve the problems in this world. If we don't bear this in mind, in a parish, in a prayer group, a movement, or any Christian community, we end up doing for the sake of doing. We do what the world does, we do what the state does, but we don't evangelize, we don't proclaim that God is God, and that we cannot manipulate who He is the way we do other things in life. Ultimately, when we don't steer clear of spiritual worldliness, we fail to proclaim that believing in Christ is the best thing that can happen to us. And when this happens, even we who claim to have faith can lose touch with the difference that faith makes in our lives. Spiritual worldliness can rob us of the joy we experience in believing, and we end up losing the joyful vitality that comes from the need to love God with all of our being. How many Christians have stopped believing because as a church, we didn't give them what we should have been giving? And what do you think that is? Or rather, who do you think that is? The answer is Jesus. We should have been giving Jesus. No more and no less. 
How much time we waste considering how to spread the word of God while we fail to evangelize. Sometimes I think that we've complicated matters far too much. Well, we should only focus on one thing, bringing others to Jesus without further complications. Today's Glimpses of the Gospel uses a beautiful image to help us understand what the real meaning of our life is and how we should live it, because that's what is important. Two things are equally important. We should know where we're going, but we should also know how we're going to get there. There are many people who know where they're going. They identify their goal, but they don't know how to reach that goal. And in the end, that's as important as knowing where we're going. Not being able to know how to reach our goal wears us out and makes us waste energy, and it may also make us lose our way. Whether or not they believe in God, most people know that they want to be happy. Happiness is a goal in life, but very few know how to choose the right way to reach that happiness. Well, the same thing can happen to Christians. We can be very clear about where we want to go, but lose sight of the how. What's your goal in life? It's to wait for Jesus' second coming. And while we wait for him, how should we live? We must be prepared. The light in our hearts must be lit, and our hearts must be burning. When we become worldly, when we adapt to our worldly way of living, we forget about our goal in life. Do you know that it's not we who reach out to Jesus, but he who reaches out to us? Did you know that he will come to us? How different it is to think like this. What a great delight to know that in fact Jesus reaches out to us, that our goal in life doesn't evade us. On the contrary, it comes to meet us. Our goal, that is to say Jesus, will come to meet us one day. In fact, he meets us daily when we let ourselves be surprised by his love. Knowing this is a good way to live keeping the light in our hearts lit as we wait and long for his coming. St. Paul said, I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Alejandra, that friend of mine who doesn't let me forget about the poor, told me something like this the other day when she called me. In fact, we both said something like this. She asked me how I was doing, and I said I wasn't well. She was greatly surprised by what I said. It's as if priests can never get the blues. We both laughed. I asked her how she was, and she said she wasn't well either. I said, Allie, we're done. It's better if we stay with Jesus. Let's go to heaven. And she said, Yes, Father, let's go to heaven. Heaven is much better than all this. Yes, Allie, let's go there together, I said. It was funny, but it somehow showed how we were feeling and our desires to be with him, not here. But let's not go so far as death, though it's not a bad thing to think about it sometimes. Let's think about day-to-day life. How different it would be to start the day by saying to ourselves, Where am I going to let Jesus find me today? What do I have to do to let him come into my life and let him serve me? How different it is to ask ourselves by the end of the day, where and in which situation did I let myself be found by Jesus and where or when did I get distracted and become elusive? How do we keep the lamp in our heart lit and be prepared? 
I guess you know the answer. By loving and by letting ourselves be loved, by seeking the good of others before our own good, and by letting others do good to us. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of God, our merciful Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.